For the International Municipal Lawyers Association, I'm Elise Five Things to Know for May 3rd. Yesterday, I went into apoplectic shock reading the Ninth Circuit's decision protecting the rights of a homeless man's sidewalk aviary, and I'm still trying to recover. So in New York, the state's highest court recently concluded that the state's three-year statute of limitations applies to suits under the state's no-fault tort laws. The case proves something more, however. Justice in the United States sleeps more than it performs. The events in this case began in 2001 with an accident. Suit was filed in 2007, and now, 11 years later, the state's highest court finally resolves the claim. Is justice denied when justice is delayed? In Maryland, its immediate intermediate appellate court recently upheld a rain tax, so-called because the assessment charges all properties a fee or a tax based on the property's impervious surface. A synagogue sought relief claiming that the charge was a property tax for which religious institutions are exempt. It also argued that RELUPA applied to prevent the charge on its property. The court ruled in favor of Baltimore and against the religious institution. In the 11th Circuit, that court dealt with a DPPA case, Drivers Privacy Protection Act case, having a significant importance to local governments. A deputy sheriff misused access to the driver's records over 40,000 times. One person, whose records were improperly searched, sued, trying to bring a class action. The court concluded that she could not bring a class action because the act did not contemplate such suits. However, the court approved a punitive damage award against the sheriff's department, that is, the local government, and approved the multiplication of the statutory liquidated damages for the two events the plaintiff proved. The issue of multiplication of statutory damages under the DPPA can be significant for local governments. In an important land use decision, Maryland's highest court recently concluded that a legislatively imposed development impact fee should not be analyzed under the Nolan-Dolan rule because, as the Supreme Court noted in those decisions, the case arose from administrative determinations rather than legislatively adopted exactions. At issue in this case was a legislative imposed development impact fee with a legislatively adopted schedule of fees. In my law school class, our casebook includes an article from the 50s by renowned professor Charles Tebow discussing the concept of consumer voters and their ability to vote with their feet. In other words, if a community's laws or taxation reach a certain level of intolerability, they'll leave, or vice versa, if the community's benefits are great, like a field of dreams, they'll come if you build it. The Seattle City Council has announced plans to impose a head tax on employers, charging an amount for each employee so the city can raise funds to combat its dramatic homeless crisis. Amazon, certainly one of the city's largest employers, has announced that it will put on hold any plans for expansion or that may tie it to long-term leases in the city until this issue is resolved. So in Seattle... The homeless keep coming, and its largest employer may not be staying. Tebow's theory played out in reality. We're already getting ready for our conference in Houston. Have you been to the Beer Can House? A land-use tour will get you there. Register now before the rates go up.
Get more from IMLA by joining. Not a member? Contact us. Sign up at www.imla.org. Have a great day and make it an inspirational one.